Welcome to the Experimentalist Podcast with Ogilby Strait. This is session 54, and it is entitled Hopes and Dreams. I had a whole list of hopes and dreams once. It was at a time when I was still living at home with my parents, so I was not yet 18. I wrote them all down and put them in a coffee bean can. The can wasn't empty. It was still a little more than half full. I tried to bury my list of things I'd hoped to accomplish and things I'd hoped to acquire, and it felt comforting to push my fingers and that list down into those smooth beans. The aroma was ten times better than coffee actually tastes. I could tell that I was already one step closer to having everything I ever wanted. Several months later, I'd completely forgotten about that list and pretty much all that was on it. I woke up in the morning and I felt that something very important had happened while I was sleeping. It was as if I just succeeded on some great task, but I couldn't remember what. Or I just learned of something that I needed, but again, I couldn't remember what it was. I started pacing around the house, deep in thought, trying to stumble upon this great revelation. My mother was preparing breakfast, although no one seemed to be around. This happened almost every morning. Not always at the same time, but the routine was unmistakable. The house would be a ghost town. We probably got up, felt sleepy, or in my case, confused. We'd shuffle around totally unaware of each other's existence. We'd be self-obsessed in a dumbfounded haze until that familiar smell of eggs, bacon, toast, jelly, and coffee started to enter our nasal passageways. And then, we'd all just be there in the kitchen. Mother, father, sister, brother, a functional family, sitting, talking, and engaging one another in a real conversation. That's when it hit me. Oh, did you happen to see a folded up piece of paper in, in the coffee can? I said, totally interrupting my dad, telling a sweet story about a trip to Seattle he'd like to take us on. 
He was cool, as always, and let my interruption slide. I looked right at my mother for an answer. I could, I could tell she wasn't exactly sure, but she said no. But she was still thinking. I elaborated. I put a, a list of goals inside the coffee can a bunch of months ago. Oh yeah, she began to recall. Oh, that's what that was. I saw that in there and I didn't know what it was, so I... I knew what she was going to say. She had trashed my hopes and dreams. She had my entire future in her hand. And she flushed it. How was I ever going to figure out what to do in life? I couldn't remember what I wanted. That's why I wrote that stuff down. My mother could tell that I was hurt. Why did you put that in the coffee can? I didn't know what to say. I knew she would never understand. I just shrugged it off and cleaned my plate as quickly as I could. I would have a lot of work to do and it would take serious time and contemplation. I'd have to find a whole new reason to live. wanted to get off work and go out for drinks with the guys. Part of it was that she bossed them around pretty hard throughout the day. Truck drivers and loaders can be a boisterous bunch. She kept them on task, motivated, and in return, they knocked out a good bit of strenuous labor for months on end. And most weeks, by Thursday night, a few of the guys would drop by a bar just outside of town and play pool after work. They'd invite her, but she'd never go. She'd think about her husband, her kids. She'd feel like, she would have to make up some story in order to stay out instead of coming right home. It just seemed to be less of a hassle to stick to the standard routine. They expected her to come home, so she should just go home. Over time, this situation really started to bum her out. On her drives home from work, she would start imagining situations that would happen if she did meet the guys out at the bar. She could picture everything. She could see their faces with shock and amazement as she actually approached the table. 
She'd notice several of them tense up from a relaxed state that she had never witnessed them in at the warehouse. And they'd start having a couple drinks. She'd actually drink a few of them under the table, and the whole time they'd all laugh and talk some heavy smack. She'd drive home late, definitely still under the influence, but she'd be under control. She'd make it home safely. And right then she'd just jump back to the beginning of the whole story and come up with a new night. Over and over she'd do that until she really was at her house, actually pulling in the garage, about to get pleasantly greeted by her 11-year-old son, or adequately greeted by her husband, or borderline ignored by her 17-year-old daughter. She'd eat dinner, watch TV. She'd go to bed and watch more TV, and overall, she just wouldn't care. When she was turning 21, all she hoped for was that one day she'd get married and have a family. Now, having acquired all of that, she just dreamed of going out for beers with some dudes she barely knew. Eleven-year-old hoped that one day he would get to sit down and have a conversation with God. Up to that point, he had been visited twice by the Spirit of God in the form of Jesus, or at least a Jesus-looking figure. The visitor claimed to be God but he never said his name was Jesus. Billy knew that there was no way that this was God's true form. He just didn't bring it up during their interactions. The moments themselves were very brief. God simply informed Billy as he does or as it does to every single human being on planet Earth that he was there and he cared about what was going on. God also explained to Billy that he visits every human being three times before they become an adult. It would never come at an inappropriate time, but it might be sudden and quite possibly frightening. 
after the third time, no one would ever truly remember the visitations took place. And, you know, after this, Billy would ultimately have to choose for the rest of his life whether he believes at all in the existence of the creator of everything. Billy was never frightened of the opportunity to meet God. He wanted to ask why he had to choose after that third encounter. But on the previous two times, he never really properly managed the moment. So he just casually looked forward to that third meeting. previous year at school, a teacher asked Billy's class to fill out a large poster that was divided into two columns. Across the top of the first column, written by a fat sharpie marker, was the word hopes. The second column was topped with the word dreams. Dreams was originally spelled with an A before the E and then it was fixed by rewriting the letters in the correct order over top of the wrong ones, just much darker. Billy was the only one to write chat with God in the hopes category. A little bit later on, he was encouraged by his teacher to change it into something more doable. So he scratched that out. He couldn't really think of what else to put down. And his teacher said that was okay. He didn't really have to put anything. On the dream side, Billy put monsters. He was never told to change that. Thank you.
would assume the 17-year-old daughter had her own hopes and dreams as well. She just wasn't very open about that stuff, uh, even to herself. She would spend, you know, the fall season just like almost any of her classmates in high school. She would go to football games, basketball games, track. Um, she liked hanging out with that crowd of enthusiasts of like a competitive sport but she didn't understand the attitudes of 99% of the people that she was surrounded by everything seemed put on uh, all the cheering and goofing around from all the different cliques of students. The popular kids, the jocks, the hot girls, the nerds, the druggies. And all the other assortments of average groups of kids that don't even get classified. You know, we think everybody breaks down into some easy group. But that doesn't account for everybody. All those groups are small fractions surrounding the whole, which is comprised of 30 times more people than all those groups combined. And that 30 times more people are just average Joes. They don't even mean anything. And occasionally you'll find yourself in that clump. And you don't necessarily want to be there. But you can't force yourself into one of those groups either. So the only way to really figure out what your true hopes and dreams are is to let yourself get sucked down into the middle until you don't even know who the hell you are. And hopefully at that point you'll discover a dream worth having. You have been listening to the Experimentalist Podcast with Ogilvy Street. This session was called Hopes and Dreams. <laughs> <laughs>